Well, that didn't go the way we all had planned for it to go. Carlos Correa had a game. Remember, Valdez struggled, and the offense was completely stymied by Pablo Lopez, who threw an absolute gem. Look, game-recognized game here. Let's talk about this. Look ahead to Game 3 on this edition of Locked on Astros. We are locked on Houston Astros, and we're your daily Astros podcast. Um, we will look, we want to welcome you into a show. It is very, very tough um, to talk about a game like this, but look, nonetheless, we are here. This episode today is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is a great website. If you go today and you Use the promo code LOCKDOWNMLB. You'll get $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Looking, You can find me at H-Town Wheelhouse on X, on Instagram, and on TikTok. You can find me at Stros411 on X, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. You can find the show at Locked on Astros on X, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I mean, sorry, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, wherever you get your podcasts. Remember, we are free to listen to. And look, you just... On your way to work, on your way home from work, turn on Locked on Astros. Remember, we're your team every day. Look, the home bug bit us today, or was it the Pablo Lopez bug that bit us? Because let me tell you, I was at game one, and I was at game two, and game one, you would have thought this team's never lost a game at home. Game two, you're like, oh, the home woes, or... People in the stadium were like, oh, the roof is open. That ball would have been out. This ball would have been out. But the Twins came out firing. I mean, the Twins hit a home run, uh, got on the board first. You know, they they kind of put the game, you know, 3 nothing in the first two innings. But they hit that home run before Yoran Alvarez's home run, and the, the wind or the roof being open didn't seem to be a thing. The last two – Playoff games that I've been to where the roof has been open, they've actually won both of those games. So, look, it's it's not a roof thing. Um, this isn't a, you know, what catcher starts over another. This was a simple baseball game that came down to an amazing game that Pablo Lopez pitched and an absolutely flawed game that Remember Valdez threw tonight. And Framber Valdez's velocity was up. I don't know if y'all noticed in the first couple innings, he was overthrowing. Look, there at the stadium, I was watching the game. I was watching. I, I've always paid attention when the pitchers warm up. I, I, I don't know why that is. Well, I know why it is, but I always kind of hyper-focus on that. If I'm near the bullpen, I'll watch them warm up in, in their bullpens. Framber wasn't hitting the mitt in his warm-ups. Ramber looked out of sync. I mean, he, he was throwing stuff in the dirt. And I and I just looked at the person next to me and, and I said, I said, Framber just looks off. He looks like he's overthrowing. And just from the get-go, look, when you're when your starting pitcher struggles, 
against any team in the playoff, even the Minnesota Twins, who really, outside of last night, didn't really do a whole lot in those first two games um, in their in their uh, wild card series. I mean, they only scored like three runs. They had 12 total hits, only two extra base hits. Those were both home runs by Royce Lewis. So coming into this series, it wasn't like they beat the brakes off of the Blue Jays. But they have Carlos Correa. And I, I think Carlos Correa was an absolute X factor tonight when Jordan Alvarez was up to bat. Um, he had gotten a ball high and inside. They had a meeting at the mound. And this is obviously before Lopez left. And then Jordan put that tank to left center field. But you could tell Carlos Correa went there with the catcher and he said something to him. The next pitch he threw down and in, okay, um, kind of towards his knees, kind of backed him off the plate a little bit. And then he threw him a strike away, and then he threw a strike up and in, and got him to swing and miss. I'm telling you, the intel that Carlos Correa is providing these pitchers is probably invaluable to them. Um, Framber, you're right. Framber just did not look focused. Um, since I'm flying solo tonight, um, I'm going to do my best to get y'all's comments up here if I don't see them. It's not because I'm ignoring you. It's because I'm trying to focus. You know, it's a little different when we do show solo versus together. You know, you got someone tag teaming there helping you out. But when when I look at this, uh, Jeremy Pena had two hits of 105 point miles an hour in this game. Um, Jordan Alvarez, 106.2. The only runs scored were the two runs scored by Jordan Alvarez's two run blast in the eighth inning, where you're like, "All right, we've got life." Like Jordan's here and he's back. But you know, Jeremy Pena was two for four. Um, Jose Altuve was two for four, and then Alvarez got a hit. Brentley got a hit. McCormick got a hit and then big nothing burgers across the board. Um, Kyle Tucker went down on strikes a couple times. Bregman went down on strikes and there were a lot of first pitch fastballs. And I've actually gone back and um, yes, I know um, I'm aware of that Amanda, his last few starts, he has looked shaky. I was just kind of hoping he would be like, Super Framber in this start being a being that it was a playoff start. But from my perspective in the stadium, and if you go to the game, if you've been to any Astros game or 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 any game in general, you'll know like from certain, of course, everybody thinks they see the pitch as a strike when it's called a you know a ball or you know whatever. Everybody thinks you have a better view than the umpire. But genuinely from where I was at, and then I went and looked at several first pitches and and I, I went back and I didn't look at every single one because I was driving back from the game and that's not that's not uh, smart to drive and look at uh, strike zones while you're driving is very unsafe don't do that kids but a lot of first pitch fastballs and Dusty Baker after the game tonight said that the reason why they didn't swing at those was because he wasn't throwing them down the middle I think about four or five of them wore down the middle because I looked at my ballpark app right after the pitch, and they were pretty close to the middle. There was one that Jordan had in his second at bat, I believe. The first pitch was absolutely in his hot zone. Um, Kyle Tucker um, had a pitch that was absolutely in his hot zone. I mean, there were a lot of pitches that they sat on and didn't swing at. And I was wondering tonight, is this a game plan? Was his pitch count so low that they were trying to get his pitch count up? I was really trying to dissect and try to understand. And I just think at the bottom, I mean, the bottom line is this. Pablo Lopez was just throwing gas today. I mean, 12 swings and misses. I mean, Framber had 11, but he made mistakes. 
he was all over the place tonight. He just he did not look comfortable. He was hopping off the mound. He looked out of sync. And just from the get go, when they when they scored that run in the first, then when they put up the crooked number in the second and to make it three nothing, a three nothing game is not an insurmountable lead. I mean, this is the Houston Astros. And look, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell y'all why we don't really need to worry about this one game um, here later on because it's not over. This is a five-game series. We play better on the road. Um, I know we're going to Minnesota. They're excited. They now have, quote-unquote, home field advantage. That's fine. I think the Astros have the capability to take care of the games in Minnesota. And even if you get one, you at least are guaranteed coming back home for game five. So I think game three is going to be a huge, huge game. If the Astros do go down in game three, we'll talk about that in a minute, that will put their backs against the wall. But is this team better with their backs against the wall? Um, you can't you can't go away from the fact that Carlos Correa had a hell of a game at the plate, three for four tonight. I'm almost, gosh, almost hit a couple home runs, just was driving the ball. Kyle Farmer, who? I mean, I think he came from the Reds. I'm joking. Kyle Farmer, you know, gets up there, hits a blast. Um, but the Twins, they had 10 hits and they had six runs. Um, they actually left like seven on base. But the Astros had seven hits and only two runs. They just could not produce. They, they missed the opportunities. They did not score when guys were on base. There was the one time when Kyle Tucker could have gone home. Now. Hindsight's 2020. Gary Pettis usually sends the runner. And I don't think he, well, no one could have predicted that that throw going into home was, was going to be offline or over the third baseman's head. So it's probably why he stopped Kyle Tucker. But if the Astros score that one run, does that change the complexion of the game? I don't know. I think at that time it would be three to one. Maybe it does. But the bottom line is, when your guy gets out, when Jordan hits a two-run home run late in the game, you've got to jump on that pitcher um, because Duran, oof, this guy, this guy's nasty. He is, he's got to be one of the most intimidating closers in all of baseball. He averages one hundred one point eight on his fastball. Did you hear that one hundred one point eight? Now, um, this is impressive stuff, but something that's also impressive is our sponsor. Um, game time and I want to tell y'all about game time because there's no time like now to get involved with game time because not only do we have playoff baseball in Houston we also have the rocket season coming up and we have football and it's not just sports it's any kind of event it's music it's comedy it's theater events they have some amazing deals last minute deals all-in prices, views from your seats, the best price guaranteed. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets, last-minute tickets, flash deals, and zone deals. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event, views from your seats, and the lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection as well, and so much more. You can buy these tickets literally if you're walking up to the stadium. Just walk up to the stadium and just... Say, you know what, I want to buy a ticket today and go buy that ticket and then walk into the game and go watch the game. So right now, I just really think that it is important for you guys to go to Game Time, download the app. It's really easy. And if you use the promo code locked on MLB, you will get $20 off 
your first purchase using the promo code LOCKEDONMLB. Game time. Download the app today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. And make sure that you tune in to the Houston Astros game three of the ALDS in Minnesota on Tuesday. It is at 3.07 p.m. And if you're still at work and you can't watch it, you can pull up SiriusXM and listen to the hometown broadcasts and all the calls on SiriusXM. Go to the SXM app, search Astros. Now, to be honest with you all, I'm going to get to y'all's questions here in a second. Um, I want you all to fire some questions at me, and um, I will answer those as we're looking ahead to game three in the final segment. We are in the second segment right now. So I kind of bumped around a little bit here or there with the with the offense, um, with the pitching that we saw from Pablo Lopez. And I'll just be real honest, sometimes baseball just happens. Um, the thing I want us to focus on is this. The Houston Astros are the only top seed to win their first game in the ALDS. All the other teams lost their first game. So we're the only team that had a week off that actually won their first game. So at least we got that under our belts, and we know what kind of a road team that we are. Um, Mr. Crona is asking, thoughts on fans booing Correa? Well, look, here's the deal. I understand why they are booing Correa. They're not – it's funny. Um, someone was booing Correa next to me, and they said, Man, I love that guy. He was awesome, but I got to boo him because he's on the other team now. He's one of them. He's the enemy or whatever. So I just think that 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 is something that I didn't really think much of it. I mean, everybody was doing it, but everybody deep down loves Carlos Correa for what he did, for the way he put the team on his back. Everybody knows how important he was to this run. And I absolutely hate facing him in the playoffs, especially now when he's having a good series um, look, for for some people, it's what they do, for other people not. But I think it's I think when I think when you have booze like that, I think that is more of a kind of a kind of a bystander thing. I think people do it because other people around them are doing it. Um, but it didn't really bother me, you know, you know, be that much. Some of y'all, it seems like some of y'all have some pretty choice words for Correa. I'm, some guy next to me was like flipping them off in the stadium and yelling F you. And I'm just like, why? Like, why are you? What did? No, don't don't do that. That's 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 stupid. Like, like you look you look like a fan from the northeast um, of a certain team with pinstripes on or, or whatever, you know, like take like the worst of each fan base. Don't be that guy or that girl. Right. If you're going to boo somebody, boo them. But but don't flip them off and, and, and hurl insults at him cuss words at him anyways i digress but yes someone goes he is the enemy now look the umpires were bad um that is correct they were bad for the twins is opposite tonight something i found out about this umpiring crew okay all four umpires all four not one not two all four rank in the bottom 10 percent in the league when it comes to strikes called in the strike zone so what that means is they have the highest there's 90% of there's 90% of umpires in this league are better at calling strikes in the zone than these four guys. They're in the bottom 10%. What that means is they call strikes outside of the zone 
on a consistent basis. And something else I found out, and I don't know if if y'all caught this, but I was listening to the telecast on my way home. I had my hands free in with my with my phone. I was listening to the game. And AJ Brzezinski and the other main announcer, I can't remember his name for Fox, was talking about the box and how the box kind of makes umpires look bad. And I I don't know, maybe y'all have known this, but I didn't know this until just now. And I'm I'm never afraid to admit when I don't when I come into new knowledge because we don't ever know everything. That box is the average strike zone that that hitter has had in the last 100 at bats. In other words, where that guy swings and what he does in his plate appearances. So that box is not exactly the same size for every single player. That's kind of weird. I was like, hold on, wait, is that last 100 at bats for across the league? They didn't really explain it. But basically what it sounded like was that those boxes are for are for each player or maybe they just take the last 100 at bats and they make a box. So the reason why I'm saying that is that's not an exact science, but Kyle Tucker absolutely should have walked late in the game. Alex Bregman absolutely shouldn't have struck out and shouldn't have had those balls called on him. It is it is weird. I heard it tonight and I had to go. Uh, I don't know about this. Is Angel Hernandez an umpire this postseason? I have not heard his name called, but I am not sure. Someone says, why? Hold on. This is an interesting question. I don't know if I can answer this, and, and I, I don't really know that I have enough time to really devote to it, but um, our sense says, why are there no women umpires? You know what? I don't know. Um, that is a really good question. I don't, there may be female umpires in like, in, in college. I know there's definitely some in high school. I know the NBA has, has, has female refs. I know the NFL has female refs now, I believe, but I don't know. That's a good question. I've, I've never looked into that. That might be something if I can find maybe an umpire to interview over the summer, um, or over the summer. In the in the off season, after the postseason run is done and our charge of the title is done, then maybe I can find out and ask. But I am not too sure. Um, right here, Brett, do you think the Astros are going to fall from here? Um, fall from here? You got to be a little bit more specific. Look, it's one game. This team, this team, is has been there, done that. This team has been through a ton. I do not anticipate this to be the thing that breaks them. I don't think they have a fall off this year. Now, if they don't go to the World Series, if they don't win the World Series, will everybody consider that a falling off? Well, did they win the World Series every year in this run? No, they haven't. So I don't think they've fallen off. Um, but, you know, we'll just we'll just have to see. Um, someone had mentioned, um, instead of blaming the umps, Blame your catcher. He is statistically the worst catcher at framing. Check baseball savant, Rangers fan. Okay, yes. Oh, no, I'm definitely, hey, what's up, Rangers fan? Um, You guys are puffing out your chest going up 2-0 on the Baltimore Orioles. It's like the Orioles were not ready for the big lights of the playoffs, and you guys are taking that playoff experience you have in your veterans um, to task. So good job for you guys. You guys are up 2-0. Um, I hope we finish the task, and if it's an all-Texas ALCS, I am here for it. No, I wasn't saying I was blaming the umpires. I was just stating some facts about the umpires. 
Um, Pablo Lopez was the reason why this offense did not get off the ground. Pablo Lopez just pitched a masterful game, and you have to recognize that. Um, when when great pitchers have great performances and great starts, you can't you can't ignore it. But I want to take a second to tell y'all about our sponsor, who's been with us all season long, Hooters. And look, if you look if you get a break at work and you're able to go somewhere during the day and watch the game, why don't you go to Hooters? Why? Because Hooters makes you happy. And if you go on Tuesday, Tuesday, they have $9.99 burgers and fries. If you go to Wednesday's game, they have buy one, get one boneless wings. I mean, they always have Blue Moons for $3. Um, they always have Michelob Ultras for $9.99. And they have great wings like me. I prefer the smoked wings. They're phenomenal. They're top notch. And I usually get the honey chipotle. Phenomenal. Um, maybe, maybe with some fries maybe with the blue moon, it's just a great place. They've got great service. Um, the Hooters girls are always there. They do a great job. Um, I mean, any kind of drink you want, gentle bends. I mean, it could be anything. They will serve it up for you. And on Thursday nights, um, I, I know at NASA and Pearland, they have Thursday night karaoke after Thursday night football. And they do have um, happy hour two to seven. Um, during the week and 10 p.m. to close. So check them out no matter the occasion, whether it's baseball, football, college or pro, UFC, it doesn't matter. Just make sure that when you go, you tell them the guys from Locked on Astros sent you and you'll get a free basket of fried pickles. Why? Because Hooters makes you happy and make sure that you tune into the Astros and Twins game Tuesday, game three, the LDS, 3.07 p.m. Central Standard Time. Catch all the hometown play calls on SiriusXM. Go to the SXM app. Search Astros. So, um, look, thank you all again for tuning in. Um, I'm Sean Wheelhouse. I'm going solo tonight. And um, let me get back to y'all's comments and see if I can throw some stuff up here. Um, yes, Javier is going to need his best stuff. Uh, Christian Javier is going to need to go out and actually th throw an absolute gem. Um, and look, this is, this is so funny to me. Um, we have random Braves fans. Um, America is very happy. Go twins. <laughs> I love this. Um, thank y'all so much for showing up and, 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 and hanging out with us tonight. Braves fans. Um, the Braves are down one to nothing, uh, to the Phillies and the Phillies look, the Phillies could repeat what they did last year. I mean, they knocked the Braves out last year. That was that was a I didn't see that coming. And so uh so Braves watch out for the Phillies and Dodgers, man, they got plumbled in their first game. So the Diamondbacks are up 1-0, Phillies are up 1-0. And look, these are all five game series. Okay. Yeah, the Braves need to worry about the Phillies, not the Astros. Um, let me see right here. This is Jesse. He is on here on a regular basis. Brett, do you think the Astros still have a shot in Minnesota? any concerns look i'll be real honest with you and i am not saying this not saying this as a homer this is they have the second best record in the entire league on the road they are a great road team now just like where the orioles got plummeled at home the orioles are also a great road team in, in arlington so um these teams perform better on the road i believe the astros get it done and if they can't win two in Minnesota, they come home. And you saw game one, the whole, you know, home being a disadvantage thing didn't matter. I think if it would have mattered that much in the playoffs, I think the Astros probably would have lost the first two games. But they didn't. They didn't lose the first two games. I mean, 
They won the first game in convincing fashion. The Twins charged back, and they pushed ahead more. They forged ahead more. Today, they just didn't have it. Pablo Lopez, you might see him in a game five if there's a game five. So they know the task at head. They know the task at hand. They know exactly what's going on. And remember, last year's run was a perfect run. This was their first loss in 13 ALDS games. I think they had like a 12-game win streak going or something like that. I mean, just because they swept every series last year going into the World Series and only lost two games in the whole postseason, if y'all have ridden with us all season long, I've told you that this road is going to be tougher. This is a competitive ALDS. And, you know, Mariners fans will say last year's ALDS, you, you know, if, uh, they were a few hits away or a few swings away from winning two of those first three games. Well, no, they got swept. You, no, you, you either win or you lose. They, they, they simply got swept. It wasn't competitive. Do you know who was more competitive in the ALDS than the Mariners? The White Sox. You remember the White Sox series? You remember winning and then going to Chicago? You remember that game where, like, Chicago, this, their fans, the lights, it was, it was, it was crazy how insane um, that ballpark was up there. And then what did the Astros do? They won. I know the Twins are going to be fired up. Their fans are going to be fired up. It's going to be a hostile environment. But where has this team strived? They have strived the most when the pressure is on, on the road, amidst the boos. They got their home run hankies or whatever they call it in Minnesota. That's fine. But I just, I just really, I am not worried. That's a really long answer. <laughs> I apologize for giving you such a long answer. But I'm, look, I'm not saying that it's a definite. I just, I, I still think the Astros can win this in four. Um, if not, if they come back home, I think they clinch in five. I think they win it in five, and I'm okay with that. Um, you just got to get to the next round. But before you get to the next round, you got to win the next game. This team's going to get on the plane. They're going to be prepared, and they're going to ball out like they normally do. And I like our chances. And so don't, don't, don't jump off the playoff train just yet. Don't. Don't worry about this. Six to two, um, six to four. So look, the Astros have scored eight runs. The Twins have scored six runs. I'm sorry, no. The Twins have scored 10 runs. The Astros have scored eight runs. So both teams have put up crooked numbers. The Twins have outscored the Astros, but it's split one to one. You go to Minnesota, Christian Javier's got to pitch not necessarily the game of his life, but he's got to be very good. He's got to be very accurate because let's talk about who is going in game three before we go. Um, Sonny Gray, 1-0 right now, and Christian Javier, who has not yet pitched in the playoffs. Um, it's it's Correa versus Strohs. Walk him every time. <laughs> you almost – Correa, I don't know, man. I mean, the way he hit today – you might want to put that guy on base, but then again, don't they don't they usually have someone right behind him? I believe Royce Lewis hit hit behind him tonight. Um, if you walk Correa, then you've got oh no, Jeffers. Okay, okay, oh okay, you got Lewis in front of him. You got Lewis Correa, then Jeffers. 
look, I'm not going to give them any strategies, but I would put a better hitter behind Correa myself. You think they – who who's pissed? Do I think who who's upset? I don't know. Um, work music says Astros in five. Um, yeah, Carlos Correa killed us tonight. That was that was that was a that was a bad that was a bad beating by him. Um, someone says Maldi needs to sit the bench the rest of the series. McCormick McCormick's going to get benched for Dubon. I wouldn't mind if Dubon started game game three. To be honest with you, um, Dubon's bat definitely needs to be in there. Um, right here, Victor says the Astros win in five. And real quick before we go, I just kind of want to wrap up. You have Sonny Gray versus Christian Javier going on Tuesday. Um, and make sure you tune in tomorrow night. We'll have a show um, previewing game three, a little bit more deeper dive into it and what we expect or what you can expect for that. And just make sure that you like and subscribe. Look, we're less than 500 away from 10,000 subscribers. So make sure you do that and check us out. Um, look, don't lose hope. Um, I met, I look, I met a lot of fans this weekend, both games. Um, I met, oh gosh, I wish I had my wallet here. Um, I met one of the, um, priest, I believe, oh gosh, I'm going to get his name wrong. Um, I met one of the fathers from the Catholic church across the street from Minute Maid. And I have completely drawn a blank here. So father, forgive me for forgetting your name, but I will, I will shout it out next game, but, um, or next, next show. But I met a lot of you guys and, and girls, and thank y'all so much. I just want to say thank you to all the fans that I got to meet over the first two ALDS games this year. It's always great to meet y'all. And I just want to say a special shout out to father Juan M. Torres. He is at Holy Rosary Priory, the Dominican Friars here in Houston. So thank you so much for stopping by and telling me that our show has given you hope throughout the season, and we appreciate that. So thank you, Father Torres, for stopping by and saying hi. And to everybody that I got to meet this weekend, we got to talk about the Astros, and you got to tell me how much you enjoy this show. It's because of you guys and girls that make our show special, continue to be a special part of our show. We are all family. We are everydayers, and we are Locked on Astros Nation. Let's go Astros, and hopefully this Tuesday we can get a victory. Now, Jordan Alvarez's home run was all for naught. You would have liked him to connect earlier in the game. The roof did not cause this loss. It was simply a gem by Pablo Lopez, and the Astros had no answer. Framber did not come out and hold his line, and he just simply – he just simply didn't have it. So, guys, look, go ahead, hang your hat tonight, sleep easy. You're an Astros fan. This is Locked on Astros Nation. There's no other team that I can think of that I would rather be a fan of and I'd rather do a show of than the Houston Astros. I'm a house, and you guys will make our time on this show so valuable, so precious. We appreciate you. Even after a loss, we can pick each other up because we're always positive, always strows. Don't let one loss get you down. This is a team that is battle-tested, and we're ready. We are road warriors. And for myself, Eric Heisman, and everybody here at Locked on Astros, remember, we're your team every day. Go Strohs.